Hey guys, and welcome to where the White Coats Come Off podcast. We are so happy you are here and to connect with you and help you on your journey to getting into PA school, getting through PA school, and having an epic career as a PA. Before we get started on today's episode, we want to drop in and help you with something that you are likely really struggling with getting shadowing hours. We hear all the time how difficult it is to get PA shadowing hours for program prereqs and to make your PA school applications stand out. So we want you to know about our Pacers monthly membership. We have put together not only coaching intensive with us to make a specific part of your app more competitive, but weekly virtual PA shadowing hours with incredible PAs that you can put on your CASPA app so that you are a stronger candidate. We also have guest speakers, important topics to review as a pre-PA like medical terminology and anatomy physiology so that you are ready to rock out your first semester, coaching sessions and templates, and of course, shadowing hours. So get in and start making your applications stronger today. You can find the link in the show notes. Now on to today's episode. So today we have another episode of our student success spotlight. So please join me in welcoming Katie as she talks about her journey to PA school and gives you some tips and tricks if you are still looking to get accepted into PA school. So welcome Katie. To get us started, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and your path to PA school. Sure. So I entered into college in 2014. So uh, I entered as a bio major. I thought I was going to get like a PhD in bio. Um, kind of along the way, figured out that no, I needed that human touch, that human connection, and switched to like pursuing a provider role. And I wasn't familiar with the PA profession. Like growing up in Lancaster, we didn't really have too many around. So. I followed the pre-med track and then once I graduated in 2018, kind of found out just wasn't really what I wanted to do. But I, I took the MCAT, I was I was gung-ho, you know, <laughs> ready to pursue it. But then I started working at Fox Chase and I kind of got more exposure to PAs and P's and it made me realize PAs were what I really wanted to do. So what about the PA profession really captured you? Uh, I know a lot of people out there have been pre-med and the kind of pre-med to PA route is pretty popular, but what specifically after you started working with PAs and for PAs did you love about the profession? Sure. So at Fox Chase, I, I met a lot of PAs and I liked how the profession kind of met them where they were. So a lot of people starting out, they were high energy, you know, ER, um, they loved seeing different kinds of things every day and then kind of transitioned to outpatient as they started having families, you know, wanted a little bit more slower pace. And I liked how the role met you where you were. And it's not like it got boring. <laughs> like the ER is crazy. Like you see so many different things. And then outpatient, you're with patients and you repeat, you know, their care and you see them over time. And I liked um, building that rapport with patients too. So I, I liked the variety and I liked that you could kind of specialize in whatever you wanted. So yeah. well, we're so glad that you found the PA profession, uh, the best profession in the world, uh, even if we're <laughs> a little biased. So we know that when you transition to the PA route, that CASPA applications and really the entire PA application process is very cumbersome. It can be very long and kind of overwhelming. So tell us a little bit about what the CASPA process looked like for you. Sure. So I am actually a re-applicant. I applied first, last cycle, didn't get in, honestly didn't hear from anyone. (laughs) And then um, 
I did get an interview for January, so I knew it was kind of a hope, like a dream, you know, interviewed successfully, but, you know, was waitlisted. So I had to apply again, but both times, yes, it's a lot of work. And I kind of was able, I did it all on my own the first time I applied. And the second time I was like, no, we're going to go all in. We're going to do all of the classes. So I reached out to um, you guys and I, you know, signed up for their CASPA workshop. I listened to the podcast and I really tried to make my CASPA application as inundated with stuff about myself as possible. Like the first time I applied in my activities, I barely had a few sentences about my activities. And the second time you really have to describe what you did, everything you did in detail. And that's like one of the biggest things that I think revamped my application and just kind of learning about other people's processes and hearing from other pre-PAs, like you're going to get there. It just takes time. You know, that was very encouraging. Yeah. So obviously you applied once, not as successful as you wish. You applied the second time, you got accepted. So kind of know the ins and outs of the application process. What surprised you the most about the PA application process? What surprised me the most was probably that I didn't hear it the first time. I, I don't know. I thought I was like, as a being out of school since 2018 and since 2018, adding so many patient care hours, direct patient care hours. Like I think I have over 3000 to 5,000 hours. Like I thought I was a shoe in, <laughs> you know, and I was just surprised that I didn't hear from like a single school until maybe late summer to set up a, a, an interview for January. So that kind of surprised me. But then as I talked to other pre-PAs, a lot of schools I found really don't look at first-time applicants. They really do, uh, like, they, they like to see that second-time, third-time applicant and see, like show that you're dedicated. So I wasn't phased, but I definitely, it was definitely a lot of work <laughs> to do it twice. Yes, for sure. To think about doing it all over again can sometimes get overwhelming, for sure. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned your experience, that you had a lot of experience. Can you tell us a little bit about what type of experience you had when you applied to PA school? Sure. So my patient care experience in college, I was a ophthalmic technician. So that was that gave me really good um, exposure to caring for patients of all ages. We saw kids all the way to older people. And I was seeing, I was doing like the eye exams, doing surgical prep, that sort of thing. And then once I graduated, I started at Fox Chase as a clinical research coordinator. So I got more exposure with the clinic setting, uh, doing the review of systems, doing an assessment uh, alongside PAs and PEs and doctors. So um, that was, that was really great. I feel super comfortable <laughs> in, a, in a clinic environment now, for sure. So when does your PA school actually start? I know that PA schools start at different times during the year. When are you actually going to matriculate into your program? Mine is for May 2023. I'll start. I think it's mid-May. Excellent. So excited for you. Looking back on the application process, would you change anything or something that you wish you had known when you were applying the first time? I think... If I was doing it again for the first time, I would definitely take more advantage of the resources that are out there, such as you guys. I think if I had known more 
about CASPA itself and about what to do and what not to do, I could have kind of avoided some mistakes that I made the first time around. Another thing would be to apply early. <laughs> I applied very early. <laughs> I My goal was to apply by the end of May, this, this round. So, and then I heard in only a few weeks for my acceptance. So the earlier, the better for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's really important because if you apply by the end of May, that means you apply within probably the first 30 days of CASPA opening. Exactly. So, yeah, so were you ready or did you wait till the last minute? Obviously, you had applied a little bit last year, but as you said, you had to revamp your entire application. You had new yeah. experiences. How did you prepare for the opening of CASPA? Yes, yeah, so I <laughs> permitted myself away for a month before, a month at least, and uh, just set the boundaries. I have to do this. This is really important to me. I, I, like I said, I revamped all of my activity descriptions. I did virtual shadowing to add some more shadowing hours. I rewrote my personal statement, kind of added in that I was a reapplicant, so they were could see more dedication there as well. Just taking advantage of every opportunity I could to make my application the best it could be. So there are a lot of people listening to this that are probably want to be where you are someday that are excited to wait for that PA acceptance. What any tips or advice or tricks would you give these students about maybe things you learned the hard way through trial and error to help them increase their chances of getting accepted this year? I, another thing I did was I retook the GRE. If you're applying to schools that require the GRE, I think it's important not to just meet their minimum. <laughs> Because when I was accepted, one of the things they told me was that um, they saw that I improved, not just with my application, but with the GRE. And if you have uh, lower class, lower grades in classes, I also retook some courses at my local community college. So just showing that you're dedicated by pulling up your numbers, that helps too. Thinking about the PA school interview, what was your interview like? Was it traditional? Was it MMI? Did you have anything besides an individual interview? Can you talk a little bit about what interview day was like for you? So the first time I applied, I got one interview out of 10 schools I applied to. Interview day, obviously, I prepared like crazy. I prepared answers for all of the most commonly asked questions. So I had some bullet points in my head that I wanted to cover um, my big experiences, activities that I did that involved patient care, trying to talk about my family life, because I think um, that was important to kind of make me a more well-rounded applicant. And then the day of, I had the interview itself with a member of the faculty and then a member of the admissions team. So that was great being that it went really well, honestly, the admissions person basically wanted to talk about numbers. So be ready to talk about your C's, talk about some less than seller grades. Um, and the faculty member, she was more, since I am out of school for a few years, four years now, she wanted to know how that transition would be as, um, somebody who hadn't been in school for a while, how I managed stress. Those are big points that they were touching on. And then this cycle, when I was accepted, honestly, they did not require an interview. <laughs> so that was just a pure stroke of luck that that happened this year. Something about um, how COVID, they didn't feel that interviews were as impactful, if not in person. So I didn't have to interview this year. 
Okay, so how long then after you applied, I know you said you applied early May, like how long did you have to wait to hear? Because I know the waiting game can sometimes be so, so tough. Yes, so I had to wait a month before I heard back that I was accepted. I honestly thought it was spam because I didn't see the, like a date for an interview, so I thought I was being like punked oh. or something. So I called the school. <laughs> I called the school to make sure, and they were like, "Yep, yep, we we liked everything you did in your reapplication. So, good, like, congratulations." So, oh, that's so exciting. So well deserved. You did mention a little bit about knowing your numbers and these type of things might come up in the PA school interviews. So if you're comfortable, will you share some of your stats with us just to help um, motivate other students? Yeah, so I was not perfect. I definitely did not do well in organic chemistry. I got C's in organic chemistry one and two. So I had to retake both. And, you know, I just explained it's just really hard and my brain doesn't always think that way. But retaking it, I did get better grades. So that was helpful. I got um, B pluses. So still not A's. And I think they did see that, um, you know, the dedication was there. And also I had some prerequisites like microbiology and medical terminology that I took at either the community college or an online course, because I just hadn't had them at my undergraduate institution. They didn't bring up the fact that I took those at community college anyway, so I didn't feel like they took that against me at all. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. So any final words of advice or little tips for people who are either applying this year and hope to get accepted like you did, or maybe perhaps thinking about applying to PA school in the future? Sure. Um, if you applied this year, I would say keep updating the programs. Um, I know a lot of people don't take advantage of that. Maybe once a month, email in saying um, what you've done to improve, um, more shadowing hours, if you've done virtual shadowing, patient care hours, just updating them and showing that you're still actively pursuing that. You, you know, you just didn't apply and forget it. Because <laughs> a lot of people, I mean, they take breaks, definitely take mental health break after applying because you need that break after like I said, I, I spent my month, you know, dedicated to it. But so don't do nothing between the front when you first apply and if you have to reapply because it shows that you're continuing to pursue PA school even um, when you're not actively working on CASPA. Yeah, I think that's such great advice. So if you end up having to reapply the next year, you know, you've had a whole year to become a different person, to gain new experiences. And so the last thing admissions committees want to see is someone who's the exact same person, who doesn't have any more patient care hours, who haven't gone out and done more shadowing or volunteering, who haven't rewritten descriptions. Because again, if, if you're the exact same candidate, what are the chances things are going to go differently this first year or the second year? So I think that, that um, that's some great advice there. So Katie, the last question is something we ask everybody, and we want to know, who are you when the white coat comes off or the future white coat comes off? Okay, so in my free time, I love to read, I love to do puzzles, and I just started um, trying to power lift, so that's something interesting about me. <laughs> I'm slowly getting up in the weights, so, you know. See you at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Love that. Well, you'll have to check back in with us during PA school to see what your new PRs are then. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Where the White Coats Come Off. We will check you next time. 
Thank you so much for listening to Where the White Coats Come Off podcast, and thank you for letting us be a part of your journey to PA school. Before we go, we want to shout out to all the re-applicants and the totally overwhelmed applicants. Friends, we see you, and we want to make sure you know what is available for you when you are ready to put together your most competitive application with help from professors who have years of experience in PA admissions. We have a private coaching program where we walk you through every single step of putting together your most competitive rock star PA school application. Instead of feeling discouraged, overwhelmed, stressed, or at a loss, we are going to be by your side the entire way, from starting from scratch to having an outstanding application. This package includes it all, program matching, private Zoom sessions, personal statement assistance and editing, CASPA experience details and app editing, mock interviews, supplemental application editing, virtual shadowing, so much more, all the things. Let's go. Let's do this together. We are so passionate about your future as a PA. Sign up in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and we will catch you at the next episode.